Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence. Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy. Oh I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250. What's up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, uh, today, we got a real talk episode. I know you guys are waiting for me to come and talk about what's going on in the world, uh, and I am going to do that very soon. But today, I have something that I think is even more important than that, and I know it's more important than that because what I'm going to talk about today is something that you can take regardless of what's going on in the world and win with, all right? We've got all kinds of chaos going on in the world. We've got all kinds of uncertainty, and I will talk about that soon. But... The one thing that we all have to do is we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and controlling the things that we can control in order to move regardless of the drama that's going on around us. That's what champions do. That's what winners do. And that's what this show is about. The show is about creating the mindset to win. This is a show about winning. This is a show about entrepreneurship. This is a show about learning how to be accountable for ourselves and going out and doing the work to win. This show is not about getting free shit. This show is not about, uh, you know, waiting around for someone to come help us. This show is about taking your life into your own hands and going out and executing, all right? And producing something that your family, your friends, and you will be proud of and happy with and fulfilled by. And so what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna teach you guys um, something you've never heard me talk about, all right? This is a concept that I live by and believe in, but I don't talk about much because honestly, most people aren't ready to hear it. Uh, but before I get into it, remember, uh, there is a fee for this show. This is your first time listening. Um, it's going to cost you something, all right? And this is all on the honor system. You don't have to do it, but we don't run ads here. We don't, you know, uh, sell a bunch of stuff to you. I'm not going to put you through 15 minutes of ads or 30 minutes of ads uh, so I can get paid. I'm here to help you. I'm here to show you how to do some of the things that I have personally done in my life. And, uh, you know, as a return, I ask the fee. The fee is when it comes uh, up in a conversation and you have a chance to tell people about how your friend Andy is teaching you how to kick fucking ass, uh, tell them. All right, share the show. That's how we grow. We don't run ads for the show. We don't run ads on the show. We rely 100% on our audience to share the show, which I am perfectly comfortable with because I give you everything I got. So if you feel like I gave you everything that I got, do me a solid and share the show. That's the fee, all right? So on to the main content. One of the things that I've always said, guys, is that in order to succeed, you have to believe that success is for you, okay? In other words, it's for you, not just other people. Success is something that you can achieve. Wealth is something that you can achieve. A fit body is something that you can achieve. Great relationships are something that you can experience. The problem I see time and time again is that the average person really doesn't believe these things. They look at people who are peak performers, let's say professional athletes, Academy Award winners, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten figure entrepreneurs, the movers and shakers, the people who are doing shit in real life. They
they look at those people and they say, man, they just have it. They just possess that discipline I don't have. That's why they're peak performers. That's why they'll experience happiness and success, and I never will. They have a gift that I don't have, and that's the problem. We see it as a gift and not a skill, okay? Is that how you're thinking about it? Audit yourself. How do you really think about it? Is that what you're afraid of? Is that why you're hesitant to actually try to become a peak performer? Because guys, I know there's people listening right now who want to start 75 hard, but deep down, they're worried that it won't work. They don't question the program. They know the program works. They know it's helped tens of thousands of people develop the things uh, that, that combined to, to create mental toughness, right? The discipline, the fortitude, the grit, the perseverance, the ability to endure, the self-confidence, the self-belief, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They don't question whether or not the program actually works. They question themselves. They wonder if all the people who successfully completed 75 hard are just quote unquote special people, right? But the truth is, guys, those people had the potential to become peak performers all along. 75 hard just provided the catalyst for that success, okay? But these people still, they worry. They worry that, you know, those people who have, who have done these things are just different, all right? But I'm here to tell you guys, those people, they don't just, quote unquote, have it, all right? If that's you and that's how you think, I get it. I'm not going to shit on you and say you're weak or accuse you of having a negative mindset. Self-doubt is a real thing. We all struggle with it. We all have that bitch voice inside of our head, all right? And your bitch voice can be, well, a, a huge bitch. Winning the battle of your inner dialogue, guys, is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life. But I want to explain a principle to you that's going to help you do that. It's going to help a ton. It's going to help you actually believe that success is for you, that you can become a peak performer and experience these high levels of happiness and success that you envy when you see other people. The principle is this. It's very simple. There's two levels of discipline, okay? There's macro discipline and then there's micro discipline. I'll explain the difference and then tell you why it's essential to your success that you understand the difference, all right? You guys know I'm just a regular dude from St. Louis, right? I'm, I'm from South County. I'm a normal dude. All right. I, I'm a Cardinals guy. St. Louis is a baseball town. Baseball is religion here. All right. Lately, the cards aren't nearly as dominant as they have been in the past. But I'm going to get back to that in a second. I just want you to know where I'm coming from with the story. At any rate, the other day I was watching uh, some reruns on ESPN, which, you know, uh, we've got a lot of that this year. But I was watching uh, a game six of the 2011 World Series. Uh, it's a game between the Cardinals and the Texas Rangers. Now, I happen to have been at that game, um, but anybody who knows baseball and is a baseball fan, even outside of St. Louis, understands that Game 6 was one of the greatest games in World Series history, all right? It's just called Game 6. People know what that means. Um, there were two iconic moments in that game, and both involved the same guy, David Freeze. Uh, first off, in the ninth inning, Freeze hit a two-out triple to tie the game and send it into extra innings. And then again, in the 11th inning, Freeze hit a home run to win the game and send it to game seven where the Cardinals won the World Series. I was at that game too, okay? After both those plays, the crowd went wild, all right? The stadium, it was electric. But most people who aren't baseball fans don't realize how hard it is 
to hit a home run in that circumstance. All right. You've got to be immune to the pressure. You've got to have laser precise eye contact. You've got to keep your eye on the ball. You've got to swing the bat as fast as you possibly can and hit the sweet spot on the ball and the bat. All right. You have to hit it in just the right place so it goes far enough to get out of play and not into foul territory either. There's a lot of variables that comes into hitting a baseball. They say that the easiest thing in sports to do is to miss hitting a baseball. And the hardest thing to do is to actually hit it. All right. Hitting a baseball takes an insane amount of coordination, all right? A lifetime of commitment. When you watch the video of Freeze swinging the bat, it looks like poetry, man. There's perfect form. There's a flow to it, all right? I would call it, I would even stretch to call it beautiful because I can appreciate the skill and the practice that has gone into that. I know people sometimes have a hard time defining beauty, but beauty to me is basically a combination of you know, positive and excellent qualities. A home run swing to me is beautiful because it combines uh, the qualities of, you know, coordination, precision, speed, and power. And when all those things come together in one action, the result is mind-blowing, right? It drives people insane. This is what people pay to see. And David Freeze became, you know, a hometown legend for his performance in the 2011 World Series because he had the ability to exercise all the positive and excellent qualities he needed at once at the perfect time when he needed to execute it, all right? You know what I call that? I call that macro discipline, all right? Macro discipline, guys, is the discipline you demonstrate when you are performing. Macro discipline isn't as much of an action as it is a state of being, all right? Peak performers possess macro discipline, just like human beings possess a soul. It's not just part of who they are. It is who they are. It's macro discipline that made David Freeze a major league player and a world series champion. It's macro discipline that enabled Michael Jordan to be the greatest basketball player of all time. It's macro discipline that made Abraham Lincoln and Winston Churchill, Martin Luther King, great leaders. It's macro discipline that got Ed Milet, my business partner in the Arte Syndicate, one of the best guys I know where he is today, one of the most successful businessmen in the world. Oh, and by the way, he's also one of the wealthiest. Okay, to be real, macro discipline is what's gotten me to where I am, a successful author, entrepreneur, speaker, podcaster, all right? Some would say world's sexiest man, but it's all macro discipline, all right? And here's the thing, guys. If you point at any peak performer and say, I don't have the discipline they have, guess what? You're right, you don't have it. But what you're looking at is their performance. What you are witnessing is their macro discipline at play. Like I said, it's not a single quality that you can possess. It's the quality of existence that possesses you. So if you look at all the peak performers as they're performing and whatever element they're in, their business, their relationships, their field, and you compare yourselves to them, then of course you're going to be discouraged. Of course you're going to believe you can't really become like them. And that's the bad news. But there's good news too. And the good news is, and I know it sounds kind of zenish, guys, is that you can experience macro discipline by not trying to pursue it, but by pursuing a completely different level of discipline. And I'm talking about micro discipline. Whereas macro discipline 
like we said, is a state of being, a flow, the quote-unquote soul of who you are. Micro-discipline is focused on what you do. Micro-discipline is all about the individual decisions and actions. Another way of saying it would be macro-discipline is your demonstration when you perform, and micro-discipline is the discipline you exercise when you are preparing and engaging in a process, okay? Macro-discipline is the game time. Micro-discipline is the daily practice. For example, in 75 Hard, we talk about no compromise and no deviation as a guiding principle. That means if you say, I won't eat a cookie for 75 days, then guess what? You're not eating a motherfucking cookie for 75 days. If you say, I will work out twice a day for 75 days, then that's exactly what you do. The great thing about micro-discipline is that you're not trying to achieve a state of being or a flow state. You're not trying to create your whole self all at once, okay? You aren't creating the person you want to be all at once. What you are doing is focusing on a single decision, a single action, a specific period of time. You're zeroing in on one step of the process, one link in the chain. And for that reason, it's not overwhelming. It's totally doable. And guys, guess what? It's also very effective. When you exercise micro-discipline consistently day after day, week after week, year after year, each decision and action starts to combine and compound and they converge. And that's when you enter the state of macro-discipline. Okay, that's when you possess it like a soul. That's when it becomes who the fuck you are on the inside, not just the outside. Okay, but here's what you got to keep in mind. Anyone can exercise micro-discipline and become a peak performer. But the opposite is also true. And this is the part that gets people in trouble, so pay attention. Any peak performer can also stop exercising micro-discipline. And guess what? When they do, they lose their macro-discipline. This isn't something that you can possess permanently. It's a perishable skill. You can lose it, and talent won't keep it for you. Intelligence won't keep it for you, and no amount of resources can keep it for you. The only way someone enters and remains in the state of macro-discipline is to continue practicing micro-discipline. And since anyone, and I mean anyone, can focus on the individual decisions and singular actions they take on a day-by-day basis, there is zero distinction between people who are quote-unquote meant for success and those who aren't. And that's great news for you. It's great news for me. It's great news for all of you listening. The micro-discipline levels the playing field for all of us. All are equal. Everyone has the same opportunity to pursue and fulfill their own true potential. So guys, as you think about experiencing more success in your life and more happiness, don't make the mistake of witnessing macro discipline and a peak performer and then comparing yourselves to them and coming to the conclusion that you'll never be like them. That's why most people fail. Focusing on the macro discipline in someone else is totally counterproductive and demoralizing to us. You can't decide to practice macro discipline because it's not a skill. It's not a habit. Like I said, it's a state of being. It's who you actually become. It's who the fuck you are and you cannot fake it. So instead, focus on the micro discipline. Focus on the level of discipline that has to do with the decisions and actions you make on a daily basis. 
Decisions made at a single point in time. Actions executed at a single point in time. That's how you enter macro discipline. That's how you stay in a state of macro discipline. Individual decisions, singular actions, execute and repeat. Execute and repeat. Guys, it's not overwhelming. It's not rocket science. It's doable and it's effective. If you focus on the level of micro discipline, you have every good reason to believe that you will become a peak performer who experiences the high levels of happiness, who gets to experience the high levels of success, who gets to experience the high levels of fulfillment that we all aspire to have. It's not about macro, guys. It's about micro. Nobody gets there by accident. It's what you do every single time you get a chance to make a decision. Macro and micro discipline. Go listen to this shit about three more times. Think about it. All right, guys. I love you guys. That's the show. I'll see you next time. Hey,